Welcome to Book Delight with Chrissy Wright, the podcast where readers can be all kinds of ways and books really are magic. I'm your host, Chrissy Wright. I'm an elementary teacher librarian in the Pacific Northwest. On this show, I aim to connect you and the kids in your life to books you love. If the idea of blowing up your kid-lit TBR appeals to you, you're in the right place. This week, I'm sharing a book list episode with you, jam-packed with book recs. Today's list is, get ready for it, my middle grade halfway top 10. June marks the halfway point of the reading year, so today I'm bringing you my favorites so far. These are middle grade books that I've read in the 2023 year, not limited to books that were published in 2023. I read a lot of new releases, so you'll definitely get a lot of those here, but you'll also find some older releases that I was happy to experience in my own reading life this year. Now, one thing to know about me and the way that I talk about books is that I love to elevate feelings, themes, and comp titles. I do not love to roll around in summary. In fact, when I'm listening to books, podcasts, I often lunge for the fast forward button when podcasters start retelling a story because I do not want spoilers. I want to let the plot unfurl in the storytelling hands of its creator. So here I aim to give you the right information to pique your interest and give you a sense of whether a book might be a fit for you and the kids in your life, then leave you to do whatever degree of further plot research is right for you. So today I'm sharing 10 books with you, but I am utterly incapable of ranking them. When I think about a favorite book, I cannot help but think about it in the context of the readers that it is right for on a deep true level. For its just right reader, that book, it's perfection. It's a no-brainer number one, best of the best. So to me, all 10 of these are a number one in their power and their potential to impact their reader. So these books are not rank ordered. Instead, I broke them into format and I'm sharing them alphabetically within format. Okay, let's get to the books. First up of my top 10, four are graphics. My first graphic that I loved this year is Little Monarchs by Jonathan Case. This is a speculative adventure that is part conservation story, part how-to guide for survival skills. This book tells the story of a girl in a post-apocalyptic world where much of the population has been eliminated due to sunsickness and the rest have moved underground. Here's the twist. She has a medication that prevents sunsickness, so she's able to travel above ground and is on a mission to replicate the solution and save the world. Hint, the solution has to do with butterflies. If you want the Last of Us vibes, but with butterflies and no mushroom zombies, (laughs) this book is for you. And here, instead of surrendering herself to scientists, our girl protagonist is using her own badass science skills to save humanity. One thing I especially loved here is the integration of storytelling with text features, teaching real life skills like knot tying, pitching a tent, and more. My second graphic novel today is Saving Saria by Jeet Dung and Trong Nguyen. 
This is a big-hearted conservation adventure based on the real-life conservation work of author Trong Nguyen. In this book, protagonist Chang is zealously committed to becoming a conservationist. Her biggest mission? To return a sun bear named Saria to the wild. This story integrates uh, the narrative of saving this one sun bear with broader nonfiction content about bears and conservation. This will be a hit with your animal fanatics, especially your fans of the one and only Ivan and a wolf called Wander, who are interested in making the connection to real world animal protection. This book also has a really unique trim size that I kind of dug. Um, It's compared with other graphic novels. This is um, wider and shorter. It also has a particularly dreamy aesthetic. Okay, the third graphic novel that I have loved this year is called Sisters of the Mist by Marlon Spige. This is a fantasy adventure, and it's also a sister's story. Um, the vibes here are kind of, are you there, God, it's me, Margaret, meets Hilda, maybe with a little bit of Babysitter's Club sprinkled in. This one is especially a great pick for summer reading, because in this story, three sisters are spending the summer at Grandma's, but soon they discover that the woods around Grandma's house are not quite what they seem. One thing I really loved here was the no-nonsense puberty representation. The oldest sister in the story is 13, and she's experiencing many of the expected changes that happen at that time, but it's dealt with by presenting clear, no-nonsense vocabulary from a supportive, without being weird, grandma. That is not the central plotline of the story, but it was a really nice bonus for me. Now, another takeaway here is know your independent bookstore. This one was not at all on my radar, but I went into my beloved local bookstore, Island Books in Mercer Island, Washington, and I talked to their kids' book buyer, Lillian, who is fabulous, and I said, Lillian, what are the things on your graphic shelf that maybe like I might have missed that I definitely need to know about? And she pointed me to this one. It's gold. So if you feel like you're seeing the same titles over and over, or you want something fresh and different, go into your local independent bookstore, get to know the book buyers and the booksellers, and they can really steer you true. So thanks, Lillian. Alrighty. My fourth graphic novel from my top 10 so far this year is WizKit, An Adventure Overdue by Tanya J. Scott. Look, this one just has me from the subtitle alone, right? In this book, you can follow Wizkit and her overdue book on a fantastical adventure across the realm to return that book. She's got libraries. She's got bread. She's got magic. She's got Amelia Earhart jokes. Why not? She's got fart humor. She's got everything. This one is kind of in a short chapter book format. So if you're looking for a graphic that is shorter or might feel approachable to a reader who does not care for longer books, this is a great pick. It's also just a really fun snack in between longer reading commitments. This book is charismatic as heck, and it makes me sigh in pleasure whenever I think about it. (sighs) I hope it might do the same for you and some of the readers in your life. Okay, so those were four graphics that are on my top 10 so far. Next up, we're going to talk about two books that are exceptional on audio. First up, Everything Sad is Untrue by Daniel Neary. 
This book might be familiar to you because it's the it was the winner of the Prince Award. In this book, Iranian refugee Khosru stands before his middle school class and tells his story. But it's not just his story. It's his family's story and his people's story and his culture's story. This book is marketed as biographical fiction, and it really pushes the threshold between fiction and nonfiction, showing how stories can hold inside them more truth than life sometimes, and how we are, in fact, each living stories. This book is funny. It's devastating. It's fantastic. One thing I really loved here is that this book is not a traditional Western narrative arc. You're not going to experience that plot mountain you might be hardwired to expect in your reading, but you will experience a complex layering of narratives that will come together in a way that knocks you sideways. Daniel Neri, the author, narrates it, and I absolutely loved it in this format. Okay, second audio. Ivelisse Explains It All by Andrea Beatrice Arango. This one also got some love from the American Library Association. It This year was kind of a surprise winner of the Newbery Honor. I had not heard of it before this year's ALA Awards, and it was my happy surprise to discover it. Uh, the day of the awards, I rushed to my audiobook app and downloaded it and listened to it that very same day. I've been thinking about it ever since. A perk of the audio here is that it's on the shorter side. This is a novel in verse, so the audio is only about three hours long. So this is a novel in verse, and if you're reading it on the page, it's actually kind of published in a notebook style with light illustrations supporting to really give that kind of journal feel or vibe to the story. In this story, Ivelisse is transitioning from elementary school to middle school while managing some really intense mental health struggles. In this book, it really grants the texture of the experience of mental illness for a young girl. It's an ode to finding your voice, and along the way, it's a love story to family, even when family is complicated or when family has to work through it and doesn't get it right right away. As a side note, Andrea Beatrice Arango, the author, is a great follow on Instagram. Her handle is just her name spelled out. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, her page is part author content, but also part bookstagrammer. Um, her next middle grade called Something Like Home comes out in September, so you can also look out for that. I know I am certainly looking forward to it. To round out my middle grade top 10 for you, I have four books that I read on the page. First book, The Book That No One Wanted to Read by Richard Ayoade. This book is right in my dark, weird, funny wheelhouse. If you know me, you know that some of my very favorite kids' books fall in this Venn diagram of dark, weird, and funny, and this book lives there. Now, it's highly illustrated, so I would really recommend that you read it on the page. If you are not reading on the page, you're really going to miss some of the rich humor that is baked into the art along with the storytelling here. Now, in this book, the main characters are the book and you. This book is a party in the second person. If that makes you curious, think no further, 
read it. It's a subversive, hilarious take on books and reading that really lands on the theme of finding the courage to tell your own story. This one also begs for rereads to really dig into the nuance of all the humor that is packed into these pages. It would also make kind of a raucous and delightful read aloud pick. I know if I were still in the classroom teaching fourth grade, I would absolutely do this book under the document camera as a whole class read aloud. So that was the book that no one wanted to read by Richard Ayoade. The next book I read and loved on the page was Firefly Summer by Morgan Matson. This book is the summer vibes huggable middle grade of the season. It's two night owl from Dogfish meets the list of things that will not change in just drinkable prose that really reminds me of the prose style of YA author Emma Lord. It's got really snappy dialogue that makes the pages just fly by. It's kind of a gentle mystery of uncovering your family past and finding a sense of who you are as a result. In this story, protagonist Rayana is sent to live with her grandparents for the summer at their defunct summer camp. But here's the twist. Rayana hasn't seen her grandparents since her mom died when she was really little. And as soon as she arrives, she learns that they're about to lose the camp. Read to find out how Rayana and a cast of cousins she just met conspire to save the camp and have a whole heck of a lot of fun together along the way. So that was Firefly Summer by Morgan Matson. Okay, my third book that I read on the page and cannot stop thinking about is Simon Sort of Says by Erin Bow. Now, the author herself describes this book as her, you're writing a comedy about what book? It is the funniest book about a school shooting that you'll ever read. Now, if that made you think, wait, what? How can funny and school shooting live in the same sentence together? Please pick up this book. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't take humor um, at the shooting incident itself, but it finds richness in the life experience of someone who has been through that in his past. This book has got service dogs, space nerds, mortuary hijinks, a frisky peacock. It has really great PTSD representation. It has autism spectrum disorder representation that just sparkles. It has unlikely friendships. It has a school shooting survivor story. It even has Catholic comedy. If you're wondering how these elements can live together inside one narrative, again, I just implore you to read it. This was one of my first reads of 2023, and it remains top of list as some of really honestly just the best middle grade that I've read in years. That was Simon Sort of Says by Aaron Bow. Okay, my last pick for you today is A Work in Progress by Jarrett Lerner. Now, in Jared's work prior to this book, he has really shown that he gets funny. Yes, he is the author of Hunger Heroes, a comedic graphic novel series. He is the author of Engineers, a series about farting robots. But here he shows us that he doesn't just get funny, he gets feelings. He doesn't just 
get them. He conveys them with this really unique and powerful interplay of text and graphics in a way that is unforgettable. So in A Work in Progress, we have a 300-plus page delivery of visceral self-talk where protagonist Will navigates heavy topics like body dysmorphia, disordered eating, and more. Partway through reading Will's story, I was kind of worried about whether a hopeful ending would be possible after so much hard stuff. But fear not, Jarrett lands the plane with honest optimism, and he delivers the whole thing in this breakthrough package of mixed verse and graphics. Now, the format here is an innovative iteration in the middle grade space. Both the text and the art are from the point of view of protagonist Will, and the use of words, of light and dark, of images all build on each other to add meaning to the story. This one burst its way onto my list of not just my top 10 middle grade for this year, but my forever favorites. This book is A Work in Progress by Jarrett Lerner. So that rounds out my 2023 favorite middle grade reads so far. Hooray for me, we're only halfway. I can't wait for all the amazing middle grade I have yet to read this year and to hear about some of your favorites. Come back and join me next week for a deep dive episode where I'll be sharing my summer reading manifesto, five things I wish every kid influencer knew about summer reading. Until then, happy reading. If you want more book delight in your life from me, Chrissy, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Library Chrissy, follow the show at Book Delight Pod, and subscribe to my Kidlet newsletter by visiting librarychrissy.substack.com. Please make sure you also share the podcast with other folks who you think might enjoy it and subscribe on your podcast player of choice. <laughs>